0: Darling, didn't anyone ever tell you? The rules you use to judge yourself aren't real. (laughs) Hey, good morning. Good morning, it's Rebecca, and I am here to bring you another episode of Confidently She. Thanks so much for tapping in. This episode is fire. This episode uh, is something I've been thinking about for a while, and I'm glad to finally bring it to the podcast. A lot of times I will post some of my thoughts on my Instagram stories, and depending on the feedback. Or comments I get from people on the story, I gauge whether or not that's something I want to do a full episode about. And this one really stuck with me, uh, and I'm I'm pumped to bring this to you. I just ate my lunch, I got my Sprinley uh, vegan ramen, whatever it was. It was very good, uh, so I'm I'm fueled up and ready to bring you this topic which I don't see anyone talking about this I don't see anyone talking about this and that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up because it's like wait is anyone else seeing this through this lens so a lot of times when we talk about plastic surgery we're like either against plastic surgery just because it's like oh you know you should love yourself and be who you are or You're for plastic surgery so long as, you know, you do you and you do what makes you happy. And if it's going to make you happy to get uh, your nose done or, you know, to get a facelift or get certain injections, and I don't even know all the things that are available, but it's quite a lot these days. Um, You know, if if that's going to make you happy, you do that. You're not hurting anyone else. You do what makes you happy. Well, I am here to say... And to start a discussion around, what if you are hurting someone else by artificially changing the structure of your face and or body? What if you are? And I'm here to pose a few questions, to pose a few viewpoints on how I think you actually are hurting other people when you decide to do these procedures, surgeries, injections, all that, all that type of thing. Okay. For a few reasons. Number one, you are creating racially ambiguous people. It's one thing to be mixed race. That's, that's one thing. But when you look at the different attractive features that we are seeing over the past five to 10 years are features that are either not natural in any race or we're cherry picking these features that are not typically found within our own race. Because if they were, you you would probably have those features, right? So what I'm talking about are having the bigger lips, the smaller pointy nose, the alien-looking cheekbones and like hairline and an eye lift thing. We aren't getting plastic surgery to reconstruct a face that we had when we were younger. What we're doing is we're getting these surgeries and procedures and injections to fundamentally change the way our face looks to create this cherry-picked version of different ethnicities, different races to combine into this assortment of facial features that are not found in in one single race. It's this racially ambiguous human, which again, like I said, if you are biracial, if you're a mixed race, like that, that's great. Like I'm not saying that we shouldn't have that, but what I'm saying is it's very strange and it's racially offensive, in my opinion, to cherry pick the features that you like from different races and put them all together on your face, especially since up until this point, the beauty standard has been eurocentric. Like I find that incredibly offensive, and if I was a black woman, I would be I I would be incredibly offended by someone's choice to appropriate my race's facial features as an accessory. Because that's what this is. It's appropriating the facial features of other races to combine them in a way that you think is is attractive based on what we've been shown by the plastic surgery industry over the past five to ten years thanks to who the subject of the episode last week kim kardashian and the Hadids of the world and all these other models who claim to not have surgery when they absolutely have had surgery that's that's a point that isn't necessarily related to this episode, but it's like, if you are going to have these procedures, be honest about it so that everyone knows, like, no, it is not natural to look the way you do. So all that to say, I do have empathy and an understanding and context for why people would want to do this, why people would think that this is an improvement on on their appearance But we need to be mindful of what we're actually doing. And this is one of the issues and one of the reasons I think altering your face actually does impact people other than you. It's not just a you do you. It's not harming anyone. Okay. That's one part. So we have racially ambiguous surgery and procedures. What comes from that is... Guess who your kids aren't going to look like? You. So we need to think about this next generation of children who are going to have your pre-surgery lips, nose, cheekbones, ass, like everything. Your daughter isn't going to have the BBL. Your daughter isn't going to have the nose job. Your daughter isn't going to have the lip injections, so she's not going to look like you. She's going to look like the version of you that you needed to edit. So I think that is also harmful. What kind of message is that going to send to your daughter or to this, you know, like whoever, right? What, what message does that send to the daughter of the woman with all of these procedures? Inherently, it implies the way you look needs to be modified because now you're going to your your kids are going to look at pictures of you and be confused so this is going to cause generational confusion i can look at my parents and say yeah i understand how i look the way i do because i've got you know these combination of features between mom and dad but when the next generation looks at their parents, they're going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, you changed the way your nose is shaped. That's why mine looks different. But no one's thinking that far ahead. Let's say though, let's say you're like, well, I'm not planning to have kids, so it doesn't matter. Or let's say, you know, that, that's another argument. These are just things to consider and things that I am thinking about and reasons why I do not support any type of drastic or permanent changes to the way your body looks, face, body, anything like that. The third one is economic disparity. Economic disparity and beauty disparity. So you are widening the gap. Not everyone can afford the procedures and the injections and, and all the things that go into the upkeep of these, you know, maintaining this type of look. And so you're creating by participating in that, you are reinforcing and widening the economic gap of beauty by participating That's who it's harming. What about the women who can't afford those things? And now, if everyone just had their normal natural face, their normal natural body, we would kind of be at least within one standard deviation of what everyone looks like. But now you can jump to three standard deviations to be whatever extreme beauty type you want, if you can afford it. So if you are feminist, if you are even humanist, you cannot in good conscience go through with these procedures and these these injections and, and all the things that we're doing to change the way our face looks. You can't. Not in good conscience. Because you are you are creating an economic beauty gap where certain people can afford to be beautiful and certain people can't. And I know that like the world isn't fair and all that, but you are buying into the capitalist beauty machine. If you think you're doing it for yourself, you got to you got to take some time to to think this through. Like you are no one goes out and does that for themselves. You've been influenced by some sort of cultural conditioning, cultural expectation, social expectation that lips look better when they look like this or eyes look better when they look like this. Why? Better to who? Better for what? Better to other people better to culture better to society and like i said in in the other episode about kim kardashian you don't know when that's going to change so think of all the resources and this is this is one one of the the frustrations i have with the the feminist perspective of thinking that these surgeries are you know pro-feminism think of all the resources That women would save if they didn't use them on these types of procedures. When I was in LA, my roommate got a boob job and she spent like eight grand on that. Eight grand on a boob job. There's a lot of things you can do with eight grand. You put six grand into a Roth IRA every year. Oh man you're going to love me come retirement time. It's like I don't want the the progress that feminism has created for women to be drained just through a different hole in the bucket, right? Before, we didn't have the resources. We couldn't work. We couldn't earn income. Now we can, but the machine of plastic surgery and altering your face and and permanently altering your appearance – That is growing so much. The amount of plastic surgery procedures and all of that that happened during the pandemic was the highest that we had seen in years. It's not going down. You would think that with the rise of body positivity and and body acceptance that we would see a decrease in these types of procedures. We aren't. We are seeing an increase. And I find it racially offensive because you're creating this ambiguity and cherry picking features from different races that have historically been intentionally left out of the beauty standard. You're creating generational confusion on why doesn't, why don't my kids look like me? Or are we going to get the same procedures for the kids too? Yikes. And then number three, the economic disparity and then widening the beauty gap through through resources, not everyone can afford these procedures. And so by participating in these procedures, you are widening that gap and you are making it a rich versus poor. And as someone, by the way, who can easily afford all these procedures, this is why it makes me so angry because <laughs> it's like, listen. I'm not saying this from a perspective of like, I can't afford this, so I'm mad at the people who can. No, like I can easily afford this. I could get all the things, right? I could have my lips done. I could have my ass done. I could have my boobs done. I could have my nose done. I could get Botox and fillers all day long. But these are the reasons I'm not. These are the reasons I don't. Oh, I just smacked my, (laughs) I'm getting so excited that I I smacked my little um, note card off the microphone. Regardless, the reason why I'm not messing with my body is because number one, I was created in the image of God and I feel like it is wildly disrespectful to him to be like, nah, you got this one wrong. (laughs) I think that's very disrespectful. Number two, I don't value myself based on what I look like and what other people think of me when they see me. That's not how I value myself. And then numbers three, four, and five, I just talked about in this episode. The first couple, you know, those are personal to me. Uh, and I'm not going to like project those things onto other people. I can teach you how to do number two, and we can talk about number one. But the the main things that I don't think other people are talking about are the, is this racial... Racial appropriation, racial insensitivity. Like, are we forgetting that in our museums, there is anti-Black imagery from the Jim Crow era that literally made a laughing stock of Black people, uh, Native Americans, other cultures, like terribly offensive things. And now what we're doing is we're just going to turn around as a culture and say, you know what, we're just going to cherry pick the features that we want and we're going to ignore the fact that we ever openly dehumanize these people for the same reasons. Wildly offensive, wildly offensive. I, I. It's like, does anyone even realize what, what is happening right now? I don't think so. I don't think so, but this is how I see it. And these are the things that I am paying attention to as I look at what's happening in culture. And the only way to really get these things to stop is to talk about them and to provide an alternative. And that's a big focus of what is inside the Body Image Solution, the course that I have. It's teaching women how to see the existing features they have as iconic, valuable, unique, beautiful features. Like I genuinely believe that through the right perspective, we can all see ourselves as these uniquely designed, Iconic individuals. It just takes a different value system. And that's why the Body Image Solution is so powerful. That's why a membership like Everyday Upgrades is so powerful because you're around people with similar values who aren't looking to their appearance to define them. So when you think about the resources that the work of feminism has allowed you to have as a woman right now, just be intentional about where you spend that. Because I know that diet culture and the patriarchy and the economics of beauty have all been working together against you your entire life to convince you that the way you look actually is the determination of how you're going to feel about yourself. And as someone who has had both belief systems, I can tell you that It is possible to change your belief system in this regard, and it's so much more freeing. You have so much more control over how you spend your resources, and you're able to learn something different. And when you learn something different, the whole rest of your life changes. But that's the process that I went through to really pull back the veil of the cultural conditioning and just all the things that you see other people doing on Instagram and You know, one of the things that with all this I find also very dangerous is, like I said at the beginning, that perspective of you do you, like you do whatever makes you happy, do whatever makes you happy. Um, If I did whatever made me happy, my life would be an absolute dumpster fire. Because sometimes the things that make you happy aren't good for you. And sometimes they aren't good for other people. And sometimes it leads to all the things that we talked about in this episode, and wasting your money on a boob job when you could go to like Paris. Go to Paris instead. Take the body image solution and go to Paris. There, that that's what you should do. You're going to enjoy yourself so much more. I guarantee it. Because that's the thing. When you actually have a good relationship with your body, you're able to enjoy your life so much more because you're not constantly thinking about you know, what you look like when you do this, or I can't go there yet because I got to look this way and I have to do this, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to post anything on my Instagram because I don't look like so-and-so and and I'm not going to get a lot of likes and what, oh my God, it's just, my mind is very quiet and very peaceful. And that is a gift that I am so glad I gave myself. And it is available for you to give yourself too. Oh, I just added something by the way. When you enroll in the Body Image Solution, you can add 90 days of private coaching with me after the checkout, it's like an upgrade. You can add that. Uh, I haven't offered private coaching in a long time, but you can add it on to your enrollment for the body image solution so the body image solution is an eight-week course so that's two months and then the coaching is three months so you get me by your side during the program and then one month of just you know ongoing insight and all that so that's what I have for you today listen I understand if you have felt the pull or the the allure of getting some of these procedures done because even I have felt the allure. I have felt the pull of like, ooh, what if I just like got lip fillers? What if I, what if I did some, you know, Botox? What if I did some injections? What if I did, uh, what if I got a boob job? What if I got a nose job? Like if I wanted to, I could carve and sculpt my body to be anything, anything. So I get it. But when you have those thoughts, when you have those feelings, what is helpful for me and what will save you lots of money and potentially a lot of regret, write down why you think you need this and what you think it's going to do for you. Because chances are there is a much deeper feeling, a much deeper need that's not being met. And at the end of the day, whether you believe this or not, I believe this of you You were specifically created and crafted and sculpted and molded by the same God who created everything you see in nature. Every sunset you see, every sunrise, every mountain, the same hands shaped you. And I think that just brings a sense of awe and reverence and humility to the relationship with your body that really creates a good foundation to explore a new value system. That is what I have for you. I would love to see your name come through as a new enrollment in the body image solution and do 90 days of coaching together. It's going to be super great. And until next time, I'm Rebecca Biggie. This is Confidently She. I'll catch you in the next episode.